The views and opinions expressed during the following show are solely those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect that of KPOV or High Desert Community Radio. She's a real woman with a real life. She's someone you can relate to. Open Air with Don Newton. Something beautiful My life is going down I'm saying sweet, sweet love whenever you're around Hey, welcome everyone. This is Open Air. I'm your host, Don Newton. Either you've done it, or someone you know has done it, or maybe someone you know is doing it right now. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the Whole30. Since 2009, co-founder Melissa Hartwick has helped millions of people transform their lives with the wildly popular The Whole30 program. Her number one New York Times bestselling book, The Whole30, has sold over 1 million copies and spent more than 100 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. Now, with her latest installment to the program, The Whole30 Slow Cooker, Hartwick says that she's going to make it even easier for anyone to successfully complete the program and to live a healthier life long term. Melissa joined me to talk all things The Whole30 and, um, of course, her latest installment to the program, The Whole30 Slow Cooker. Melissa Hartwig, oh my gosh, it's such a pleasure to talk with you. I just, just want to congratulate you on this work. You've definitely started a movement that I think will continue forevermore. The the Whole30 movement, the followers, I mean, the millions of copies that you have sold and the millions of people that you're helping. I just appreciate, again, taking the time to talk with us today. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much. I'm curious how this got started for you. When did, I know in 2009, is if I'm reading my notes correctly, is when the Whole30 came into being and then the book came in 2012 it starts with food and then 2015 it was when the whole 30 book itself as we see it today came out but I'm sure this had to have start for you much sooner than that well it did um boy my background was fitness um and so I owned a CrossFit gym for a while back in 2007 no 2008 I think um I was a certified kettle, RTC certified kettlebell instructor. I traveled and coached some of the CrossFit kettlebell certifications. I had a number of fitness certifications. And so I kind of got into this through fitness. So I had clients and I was training them and I was training myself. And I, you know, realized the more I studied nutrition and started implementing a healthier eating plan, whether that was, you know, the zone diet was pretty big at the time. Body for life was pretty big at the time. Paleo was kind of just coming on the scene And the more I implemented healthy eating, the better results I got and the better results my clients got. So that kind of seemed like a no-brainer for me. Um, The Whole30 really came about as a true self-experiment. I mean, it's a self-experiment for everyone who completes the program, but it started with me as a a personal self-experiment to see what would happen if I, you know, cleaned up my diet kind of just that last, like, 10%. I was already eating really, really healthy But, you know, I had some stuff that I considered, you know, treats or things that I would earn if I exercised enough or things that I would comfort or self-soothe myself with. And so, you know, back in April, uh, my original co-founder and I decided let's just do this like 30-day experiment where we eat kind of squeaky clean and we based it on the framework of the paleo diet to see what happens. And I was looking for athletic performance specifically and improvement in performance and recovery my energy got better. I was sleeping a lot better. My mood improved tremendously. I felt more confident and stable and grounded. But the experiment really highlighted for me all of the ways in which I had been using food 
in a not so healthy fashion. All of the ways in which I, you know, was using food as reward or punishment to comfort myself, to show myself love. And it really brought about a very dramatic and permanent transformation in my emotional relationship with food. You know, and that was sort of the impetus for wanting to share the program with my uh, my audience on my personal blog was that I had such a dramatic kind of impact on me. What were some of the challenges that you felt during that time? I mean, that's the thing about the whole thirty is that it's quite a journey in and of itself. It's not. It's not necessarily, it's not, I wouldn't call it necessarily a diet. It's a lifestyle. It's a, it's healthy. I mean, food you eat is either going to be healthy for you or not healthy for you. Yeah. And, you know, that's obviously one of the taglines of one of our books. Um, and the Whole30 really is just a self-experiment. That's what it is. It's not prescriptive. It's not a diet in that we tell you what you should or shouldn't eat for the rest of your life. We're not saying certain foods are good or certain foods are bad. All we're saying is, you know, every dietitian in the world says, oh, you have to figure out what works for you. And that makes sense to everybody. But the follow-up question is how? How do I know what makes, you know, what works for me? And the Whole30 is the answer to that question. It's truly a self-experiment designed to teach you how the foods you're eating work for you and whether the foods you're eating are making you specifically more or less healthy so that you can then go on to make an educated, informed decision about what your diet should look like after the fact. And the whole 30, the 30 in that title is 30 days. Yes, that's the, yes, that's the elimination portion of the program. You eliminate for 30 days and then you reintroduce for another 10 plus. And it's not about weight loss. As you said, it's not about counting points, measuring. You don't even tell portion sizes. It's really, a, you know, it's pretty, I would say that there are rules and they're titled that. It's pretty black and white, which some might look at that and say, oh, my gosh, that's so restrictive. But And you've said it in interviews. It's actually sometimes very freeing. What do you mean by that? So people, there is a lot of confusion around food, a lot of confusion around food and what's healthy and what isn't for a variety of reasons. And I think people want to eat healthier and want to feel better and want to have more energy and better sleep and less aches and pains and a better quality of life, but they don't know how because when you you know turn on the tv one day coffee is good for you and one day coffee is bad for you and one day butter is totally healthy and one day butter will kill you so I think people are out there spinning their wheels thinking like I really want to do better and I just don't know where to start and I think a lot of people just want to be told what to do the problem is that they don't want to be told what to do in a way that may not work for them long term so it'd be easy for me to say well, everybody should just eat a strict paleo diet, but that might not work really well for you. Or everyone should just eat a vegan diet, but that might not work well for you. So the Whole30 kind of combines the both of these worlds. We are, it is a self-experiment designed to teach you what works for you, but the rules are very black and white. For 30 days, you are just going to eat the stuff that we tell you to eat. And it takes a lot of pressure off. It takes a lot of executive function out of the decision. You're not using your willpower to make every single food decision. You're just following our rules for 30 days in the confines of a very supportive, connected, uh, engaged community with a ton of free support and resources and accountability. So for many, the rules and structure of the Whole30 are actually very freeing, where they get to take their hands off the wheel in terms of deciding what to eat and just focus on how what they're eating is actually impacting them. Well, too, and I think also during that time it allows you to focus on 
what is going on within your body. Because the part, and that was prior you know, to our interview, talking to you about the first book, your first book, it starts with food. And going back to the sciency part of it, how food does impact our gut, our hormones, our, our you know, the psychology, how all of that, you know, the psychological issues that we have with food and, and what it's doing to us, that kind of peeled back a whole new level for me. Because I read it, you know, a few years back and then reread it again just recently, and it took on a whole new meaning for me. Yes. Yes, exactly. You know, I think sometimes, especially with the, with our like unhealthy psychological relationship with food and the fact that we have these cravings that feel uncontrollable and that we, once we start eating these foods, we can't stop eating them. And that sometimes we eat stuff that we don't even want and we don't even know why we're eating it. And it makes us feel out of control. And it makes us feel a little bit like we're losing our minds. Like what, you know, what's wrong with me? Why don't I have the willpower? Why am I not stronger? If only I were more dedicated. And I think explaining some of the behind the scenes of how the brain works and how these foods work in the brain and how, you know, our modern lives and these, the, the busy, stressful lives we live all play into it helps people understand like, oh, there's actually a biological and physiological reason why this happens. And now that I feel less kind of crazy about it, I can actually take control and take some steps to make changes. In that deep personal relationship that we have with food, I that was reading that in the book too and, and trying to understand, it's like, wait, wait a minute, my deep relationship with food, what does that mean? But that can go clear back to our childhood. It can go back to traumatic events, happy events, all kinds of events that kind of lead us to where we, we are today. Some of those habits, I mean, I'm trying to get even stevia out of my tea was the first thing I did this morning. I made my tea, plopped my stevia in it, went, oh, my God, look at my habit, you know, and dumped it out and said, can, can you try this without the sweet? <laughs> See? Yeah. So it, it's just yeah. those day-to-day simple, very basic things that we do that it's like, wow, I really got to change my game <laughs> considerably. Yeah. I, yes, absolutely. I, you know, habit and pleasure and reward pathways in the brain are so closely entwined and uh, almost always these relationships with food go back to childhood in some way. And they've just been reinforced over the years because food is a socially and culturally appropriate way to, you know, self-care and take good care and like treat yourself and show love to yourself and to other people. Like it is, you know, it's not taboo to have a bad day and eat ice cream. Advertising actually suggests that that's what you should do. So in many, many ways, we are really like up against a whole number of forces that are putting us in this cycle of craving and overconsumption and guilt and shame and stress and more cravings. And Melissa, and all the, the people that you've talked to, if you've talked to hundreds, millions, a, a lot, you've talked to a lot of people that have not only you've reached out to, but have reached out to you and shared their stories and physicians, people that have come off their medications, reduced blood pressure, reduced maybe diabetic markers, inflammation markers, asthma. Those stories have got to be pretty rewarding. And, and those stories just keep coming. They, they do. They, they do. Um, over the last nine years, I've read thousands of testimonials from people who all report shockingly similar results from the program, energy, sleep, digestion, skin, mood, cravings, joint swelling and pain, aches and pains. And then you get the stories from the medical doctors and registered dietitians who are using our program with their patients who you know, the doctors are saying, like, I was able to pull my patient off of their high blood pressure medication, or they're no longer type 2 diabetic, or, 
you know, the markers for rheumatoid arthritis are gone. Like we've seen some really amazing dramatic testimonials. And, you know, the program isn't a, a medical program. It's not supposed to not designed to cure and we don't make claims that it's going to do so. But over the past, you know, almost 10 years, the feedback we're getting is incredibly consistent and overwhelmingly positive that, you know, taking these steps to reduce inflammation in the body and control blood sugar and balance hormones and heal the gut can do remarkable things in terms of your health and your quality of life. Who should be doing the Whole30? So uh, really, you know, we have a lot of doctors and RDs using our program with their patients with great success, but you don't have to be sick to benefit. So if you just want more energy, better sleep, fewer cravings, if you are tired of being on the diet yo-yo roller coaster, if you've got specific symptoms that you think food might be contributing to and you want to try to identify some of those triggers, so you have more control over your quality of life, the program is for you. The only population for which it's contraindicated are those with a history of disordered eating or eating disorders because the rules of the program can be very triggering. So we've got really concrete language around like if this is your history, you should only take on the program under the direct supervision of a trained counselor and follow that counselor's instructions to modify or adjust or ease into the program in a way that suits you. And what about after the 30-day period, the reintroduction? How does that work? So over the course, reintroduction is, is often over an overlooked part of the Whole30, but it is equally important to the elimination. The point of the Whole30, in order to figure out how these foods work for you, is you pull them out of your diet for 30 days and see what changes, and then add them back in very carefully and systematically one at a time, like a scientific experiment, and see what changes. So if you pull these foods out and your skin clears up, and then you add dairy back in, just dairy, for you know, this reintroduction period and all of a sudden you break out, that gives you really valuable information about how dairy works in your particular system. So reintroduction is usually done over the course of at least 10 days. You want to reintroduce one food group and we've got a set schedule for it. And then after you reintroduce that food group, you go back to the Whole30 for a few days so that if symptoms do take a few hours or a day to appear, You've got some time to kind of evaluate them, let them calm down before you go on to your next food group. And is the Whole30 something that we can do 24-7, 365? Is this a lifestyle that we can, this is something we can maintain for our life? No, absolutely not. You know, I think that's a common misconception is people say, well, the Whole30 isn't sustainable. Well, it's not meant to be, right? It's not the Whole365. I want you to use the self-experiment to figure out how food works for you. And maybe you do it for 45 days or maybe you do it for 60. We do have some people who extend their programs because, you know, they've got symptoms that they really want to see continue to improve or their doctors encourage them to stay on it longer because they have an autoimmune condition or by the end of the 30 days, their cravings still aren't where they want them to be. And they really enjoy, you know, the structure of the program. But after a certain period of time, I need you to come off, reintroduce, and then work your food freedom plan. I want you to be able to take what you've learned and create the perfect diet for you, bringing some stuff back in because it's so special, it's delicious, you just love it, it's got family you know, tradition or cultural tradition. I need you to have that experience. Me telling you what to eat for the rest of your life is not food freedom. To talk about yeah. the latest book, The Whole 30 Slow Cooker, tell us about this one. Yes. So the Whole30 Slow Cooker and Instant Pot came really at the request of my community who 
loves cooking for their family. They love cooking hearty, whole 30, delicious meals. They love cooking real food, but they still want it to be as easy as possible. And so, you know, creating a slow cooker and instant pot set of recipes, 150 recipes, perfect for your whole 30 and beyond, but let the slow cooker or the instant pot do the work for you while you're at work, while you're out at play, you know, come to the rescue when you get home and realize you're not sure what to make for dinner, but you can throw a meal in the instant pot and have it ready in a half an hour. Uh, And the recipes are just absolutely delicious, very creative, very practical in that we offer suggestions for making a dish for dinner and using the leftovers in different ways for breakfasts and lunches. So you're only cooking once and getting a few meals out of it. Melissa, what does this work mean to you? I mean, I, I don't know what your faith is, but there is no doubt in my mind that this is exactly what I am being called to do by God and the universe. Um, I have had experiences in my life that were very difficult. I'm a recovering drug addict and recovering almost 18 years ago was really hard, but it gave me an understanding of what it's like to feel out of control with something. And it gave me an understanding of what it's like to recover and not just recover to the point where, you know, I'm not using anymore, but to recover to the point where I feel like my life is full and my self-worth is restored and, and I feel in control of my life and I'm looking for other ways to shore up my healthy habits. Like that experience gave me the ability to relate to everybody who feels like they're struggling with food. So to be able to serve them and offer them resources and a program and support and advice from my own personal experience and watch them make these transformations every single day in such life changing ways. Like I can't think of anything more rewarding. And for somebody that's, that's listening or contemplating the whole 30, but it's just kind of like, gosh, I don't know if I want to give this up or that up, or how am I going to, how am I going to survive my day? We all have all the excuses. Um, We're too busy, which that's no longer an excuse um, as far as I'm concerned. But (laughs) what do you, where do you want somebody to start? Is there a particular book we should start with a mindset? What, what are the maybe yeah. first three steps we should kind of contemplate? Well, you know, the the Whole30 book, it's the flagship book. It's just called The Whole30. That was designed to be your absolute handbook. Everything you need to know to do the program is in that book. The rules, an extensive FAQ, you know, can I have this, um, troubleshooting guide, talking to friends and family, uh, and a, I think a six to eight part, like how to get started with the program, including a meal plan and more than a hundred recipes. That's really all you need to get started, but you can't do it without support. And the whole 30 community online on social media in particular is the most supportive, welcoming, engaged community on the entire internet. Our people are just, they stick around long after their whole 30 is over because they had such an incredible experience with the program and they just want to have, see others have this experience. So come visit our Whole30 Instagram feed, take a look at our meals and our pictures, see what our community is all about. You know, remember that it's only a 30-day self-experiment, that we're not saying you have to live without these foods forever, only let's just reset. Let's go all the way back to the basics where you feel like you're in control of your food and your energy is good and your sleep is good and your cravings are under control. And then we'll build back from there to create a sustainable diet for you. Sounds like a nice little journey into ourselves. Yeah, I really think it is. You know, I say often that the Whole30 is about food, but it's not really about food. It's about so much more than food. And we talk about so much more than food on 
you know, the whole 30 channels and on my personal channels, because this journey does bring up an awful lot that, you know, food is very foundational and our relationship with food is very foundational for a whole lot of other relationships in our life, but changing your life through the whole 30, there's no area of your life that that will not impact. And the thing is too, I think people, especially people that have struggled with dieting, struggled with their weight, and it's just this constant feeling of failure or things that come along with that. It's not about being perfect. No, of course not. No. Um, and this is one of the things I think that you, that I love about the whole 30 social media community is you're not going to go on our Instagram feed. You're not going to go on my Instagram feed and see like perfect curated, uh, you know, highlight reel. My life is fantastic. We are all incredibly open and authentic about Look, busy mama, like sometimes if you are getting your Applegate hot dog and leftover sweet potato in the microwave and eating it off a plastic dinosaur plate for dinner, that's good <laughs> enough. Guess what? Like, good for you. That's the whole 30 win. We're very, very upfront about not letting perfect be the enemy of good and understanding that good enough is good enough. And that, no, of course, no, we're not expecting you to be perfect. Of course not. We want you to stay connected. We want you to stay self-aware. We want you to practice you know, self-awareness and, and, and honesty with yourself, but no, nobody's looking for perfect. Where can we learn more about you, Melissa? And where can we find these books? Everything is just whole 30. So W H O L E and the number three zero. So the, our website is whole30.com. All of our social media is at whole 30. We've got an awesome whole 30 recipes, Instagram account, that will give you an incredible amount of absolutely free recipes that you can do with the Whole30 program. We've got seven books to support the program now under the books tab on our website. And I'm really active on my personal Instagram feed, which is just Melissa underscore Hartwig. I would love to see people over there too. Melissa, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for chatting. I'm looking forward to my visit to Portland. Open Air airs every Wednesday between 5 and 6 p.m. Pacific. Open Air is a one-hour entertainment talk show featuring people from all walks of life, whether it is a New York Times bestselling author, Emmy Award-winning actor, civil rights leader, or just people from our own community. Open Air is real life, real talk. Right here on KPOV 889 FM, High Desert Community Radio in Bend, Oregon. Open Air is written, produced, and hosted by Don Newton.